It's essentially this movie's Tom Brady, right? Though. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slay. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slay. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, uh, we're going to be doing a review of Bloodshot. Bloodshot? That You mean the little movie that Could? probably couldn't uh, because <laughs> it was only in theaters for one weekend? Well, I don't know if it was going to do any better the second week, Mike. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, it, it would be interesting to be doing this uh, spoiler cast on this movie in, like, a, a normal environment. What would have happened with Bloodshot if it had a normal release? But also a normal release, it would have had normal competition as well at the box office. I mean, uh, you got some notes in here with the box office numbers that seem very low, but, I mean, yeah. they're very low for a reason. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, this um, this movie had the unfortunate effect of releasing in March, unbeknownst to anybody else, that the uh, coronavirus was going to shut down every movie theater across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it happened to be, what, the last Friday of new releases before this all happened? Yeah, I think it, yeah, it was like the last week. And I remember you uh, saying through uh, through the nerdy group chats that we have, you're like, oh, I'm getting ready. I, yep. I'm getting my, my getting my tickets. I'm going to go to the, the movie theater this weekend. It's going to be great. No one's going to be around me. I'll just make sure I sit away from people and then check back in and just like, no, everything's shut down. I can't go. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and that's the thing. Like, you know, this was a Saturday morning, Saturday lunchtime kind of, you know, throw popcorn and icy it's in my face kind of movie and then you mm-hmm. know, couldn't, couldn't go see it because uh, the week before i mean it was up against you know pixar's um you know I, again we talked about a little bit middle of the road for me middle of the road movie onward um from for a pixar offering so you know it had a it had competition up against so i don't know how good it would do overall but i mean it's just sad that it didn't get the full run it deserved however to our benefit mike it did come out the same month on video on demand, like several <laughs> yeah. weeks later, like two weeks later. Yeah, yeah, it didn't take very long. Uh, I believe if you listen to our normal uh, news episodes that we record every week, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, Bloodshot and the fact that uh, this brand new film, as as much as it can be called brand new, only being in theaters for one week, was uh, delivered to us video on demand for twenty dollars. And yep. I've seen some people kind of uh, complain on the internet about the price point. Um, uh, and I looked to double check for this review. I don't think it's being rented anywhere yet. Usually no. renting, you can kind of get it a little bit cheaper. You watch it for like 72 hours. Um, I don't know how much bloodshot you want to inject in your veins over the 72 hours, but you could watch it at least once. So you're looking at a $20 price tag here, which might seem a little steep for something digital. But remember also at the same time, you do get to own it digitally. And if you went to a theater to go see it, at least for me out here on the West Coast, where ticket prices are a little expensive, I mean, I don't think I could ever convince my wife to go see a bloodshot with me in theaters. Uh, we did watch it on the couch together. Uh, mm-hmm. We made a lot of jokes at the expense of the name of bloodshot. I think we we called him Bloodfart for a while and, uh, you know, just uh, really immature names uh, on the couch. 
but yeah, we would have, it would have been like 24 bucks for two tickets to go see this. But, um, however, however you watch the movie, it's definitely more accessible now that it's video on demand. Exactly. And that's the thing. People, when they say video on demand, they want it on Netflix. They want it on Disney plus. Well, that's not mm-hmm. feasible for a movie. You can't do that. And if this movie came out in this normal time frame three months later, guess what? It still costs the same amount to own it. Um, yeah, I'll defend. I'll defend any movie out there right now that's trying to come out early video on demand, uh, whether it's good or whether it's bad. Like uh, you people, you, you gotta you gotta chill out. <laughs> yeah, it, it, exactly. And you know, this is also uh, up against the same. I think the same video on demand release as Harley Quinn. Uh, you know, the past week as well. So yeah, I was, I was just uh, looking at an article. I guess that was a big Tuesday in general, where a lot of stuff came out video on demand. So I guess there's really not a, a place where you can kind of pull a lot of video on demand numbers right now. I don't know if they're really being reported or if a lot of people even care to know what video on demand numbers are, but I guess one way you can look at it is Fandango Now, which uh, I, I assume is a, it's a digital yep. video platform, uh, has like a top 10 list and Bloodshot was above Birds of Prey on that list, but I think that was it was number three. I think Onward was number one, and I don't or number two. I don't remember what number one was. So, I mean, it makes sense yeah. that Bloodshot yeah. is above Birds of Prey because a Birds of Prey has had its had had pretty much a full theatrical run yeah. <laughs> for the most for the most part. Yeah, I guess not really, but I mean, it was in theaters for at least you know six weeks. Six weeks. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's the thing. You like you know, if you were gonna see Birds of Prey, you had your chance to watch it. You know, there was nothing mm-hmm. stopping you. Um, you know, now we're we're in it where no one got to see Bloodshot. So if you really wanted to, like me, you had to go get it that when it came out. So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool for that. Uh, to, to do that so but we had both we both had a chance to watch it it sounds like uh so uh mike uh, we, we kind of talked about a little bit on the regular show that we did last week but uh go on let's see let's hear your spoiler free thoughts again if someone hadn't caught on with that yet yeah spoiler free i thought this movie uh was slightly above average and uh actually whelmed me uh if i was to quote uh robin from teen titans go i was sufficiently whelmed uh it's kind of strange to to uh, to talk about this movie uh, without talking about kind of the uh, mid-movie twist, which we'll get to in the spoilers, but uh, I did a little bit of a bloodshot research because, I mean, don't flail me with like a spoon here. Uh, not everybody is super familiar with Bloodshot's origin, so I wanted to kind of look into how he compares his comic book character to the movie character, and I guess this twist does already exist in the comic book universe, so some big Bloodshot fans were kind of already aware of it, but also, yeah. if you you had seen the trailer everybody was aware of this twist so we'll talk about that here in the in the spoiler section of this but uh, kind of once we get past that twist once we get about to the halfway mark of this movie I would say everything really kind of kicks up we get um, some additional characters that breathe a little bit of new life into the movie uh, the action is fun because it's reminiscent of the way I would say Captain America fights within the MCU movies there's a lot of kicking a lot of punching and then the camera cuts to somebody flying across screen and usually like indenting into like a car door or something like yeah. that and those those hits are usually pretty satisfying to watch so I would say some of the action was satisfying um, before we, we we got on the we got on the call we were talking about the uh 
we were talking about the guy with the mechanical arms yeah. that that shows up in the th- in the third act. Th- those arms are pretty cool, and yeah. those are satisfying to watch. So there's definitely some positive things to pull out of this movie, but uh, the the first act definitely drags, and uh, you kind of have to get past that, which is a lot to ask of somebody because you, you're like, okay, you got to get kind of through this generic kind of mush at the beginning to kind of find a little bit of light, but. Overall, uh, I think I would actually watch a sequel of Bloodshot. Okay. I don't know if I would run out to the theaters the opening weekend to see the sequel. You know, hey, hey, maybe they'll continue with the tradition and give me an early video on demand choice. Or um, who knows? Maybe maybe a streaming service could pick up Vin for uh, a streaming service of Bloodshot and maybe start to expand the Valiant universe. But I, I have to say I went in with extremely low expectations. And you know what? I think that, that uh, was the best for me. And mm-hmm. it's weird saying went in because I actually didn't go into a movie theater. Like really, I just sat down on my couch. So probably the best case scenario for this movie, but uh, I'm surprised at the uh, overall ratings and receptions out there from critics. Uh, This is actually one of the few times where I would go to the Rotten Tomatoes page, and I think I would agree more with the audience score than the critic score. Usually it's flipped around for me, so uh, yeah, there you go. That's spoiler-free bloodshot for me. Chris, uh, what did you think about this before we jump into the spoilers? Yeah, I think I agree with you. I think think this movie is, it doesn't try to be more than it needs to be uh it doesn't try to hit you with some metaphorical message or you know late movie twist that you didn't see coming like yeah it is what it is you know it knows what it is i mean and you know we talked about this earlier this is a mixture of uh, a couple movies it's what if um dom toretto from fast and the furious met up with um guy pierce's character from iron man 3 and he gave him the extremis uh, stuff right uh there's a red glowing person under the skin and he's really strong and super powered uh and then uh, throw on a little bit at the end there this movie tie on some of what was it, alita battle angel kind of action scenes with the metal body parts and you got yourself a movie here um bloodshot i've, I've never read any bloodshot comic books i you know we've talked about him being one of the more of the visual uh iconic visual parts of the valiant universe um, uh-huh. simply because he has a huge red dot on his chest and uh i believe he's you know played by jason jason david frank uh who's a green ranger fame in the f- now free web series ninjack versus the valiant universe and i don't know who ninjack is to, to tell you the truth uh so you know it was cool that you know vin diesel stepped up and kind of really did this movie himself um, I agree with you. You actually got me thinking, you know, this is what if Captain America's body was built with the nanites from Iron Man's suit. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm thinking whenever I see this. And I wish there was a way to spoil this movie, Mike. I mean, we're going to get into spoilers, but is there a way to spoil this movie at all? Um, I, I don't know. I had a really good time. Uh, the characters are fun. The, the the twists, you know, the turns are fun. Um, you know, I think it's a, I think it's a pretty, you know, whelming film. Um, as I, as I like to say, it did not offend me, Mike, at all. I wasn't offended the whole time I was watching it. And Chris is a, Chris is a very, uh, binary movie reviewer. He's just looking for an offense or no offense. Yeah, exactly. I, I, and then you mentioned the the critics, I see where the critics are coming from, right? Like this movie isn't like, they're not going to put run a uh, Oscar campaign for this movie anywhere um but at the same time um you know i definitely see the fans having a good time with this movie and be like yeah you know there's some action scenes there's some fighting scenes it's got vin diesel wearing a wife beater shirt like usual you know it's got all the all the check boxes 
I would say, if anything, since we're we you know we do a uh, superhero movie podcast every week for quite a few years now, uh, we're always looking for the potential for characters and franchises. And I would say, so there is potential here. So uh, I, I hope things turn around for at least the the character, the universe, mm-hmm. or maybe even the director that handled the movie because I thought he did a, a pretty decent job for kind of being a first time uh, feature director. So uh, yeah, I just hope this doesn't get kind of a swept under the rug, which I can't imagine myself saying this a couple months ago when we heard this being turning into a movie. We just, I think we both just kind of brushed it off and we probably wouldn't even be doing a, a spoiler cast review for this movie if I don't think it hit these special scenario circumstances of video on demand. Yeah, exactly. It, it's it's the perfect storm for all this weird stuff you never watch, like Bloodshot or Tiger King on Netflix or anything <laughs> that you would never normally watch to be in mm-hmm. front of your eyes. Uh, so so that's, that's, that's what we thought of Bloodshot. Now, Mike, let's jump into some spoilers here. So if people are listening, um, you know, spoiler yes, pause, pause this, go, uh, go purchase your copy of Bloodshot and uh, we'll hop back on here. And let's just talk about this twist. I want to get this out of, yeah. out of the way so we can kind of uh, freely kind of flow through this movie. So this twist of Bloodshot being controlled basically through the first act of this movie was actually kind of part of his character origin in the comic book which I wasn't aware of it's it's a it's a pretty much a very similar setup of he's this kind of created super soldier that's being manipulated with uh, memories and the side effect of getting these superpowers is he's losing he loses all of his memories but I'm sure a, a slightly different scenario how maybe he regains his memories in the comic books I'm not a hundred percent sure so I, I suppose if you're a really big bloodshot fan you saw this twist coming uh, I wish they didn't put it in the trailer though but it, it seems like that they were worried that no one was gonna go see see this movie so they just had to put everything out there on front street and it looks like i mean i can't say it i can't be cynical and say it didn't work because this this didn't have a normal theatrical weekend so i don't want to beat it up too much yeah. uh box office wise uh but the twist is kind of weird because it reminded me a little bit of spider-man far from home where when I was watching that movie in theaters, I was very uncomfortable with the relationship between Peter and Mysterio. I was like, this seems like so forced. It seems so odd and strange. Why is Peter just like already best friends with this mysterious guy from another dimension that he doesn't really know? Why is he being so stupid and handing over these sunglasses? And then once you get that twist, you're just like, oh, Uh, because... Peter was being manipulated. That's why it felt so weird. And then it kind of redeemed kind of that second half of the movie for me. Uh, it, it's a similar thing's happening here, but unfortunately you have to kind of slog through this very generic superhero origin in the first act. It's like, oh, soldier gets injured, brought back to life. He's trying to find his girlfriend, doesn't have his memory, but he's been enhanced, blah, blah, blah. Everything seems to be normal. Oh, he's out for revenge. You know, if you're kind of watching this movie, not, not knowing something was about to happen, you'd be like, wow, are they wrapping up this movie already? Seems like he's he he just finished his revenge pretty quickly. So I don't know if the first act was meant to be generic. So mm-hmm. once we hit that twist, we're all shocked and surprised. Uh, but you know, since I knew it was coming, I kind of gave the well, first part of the movie a pass. Well, I think yeah, it's one of those things. Like it starts so generic. Like oh, you've got this military guy who is perfect at being, you know, in the military kind of thing, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, no, I don't need another guy who's just good at everything he does. Uh, uh-huh. Breaking in, he's freeing, you know, um, you know, kidnap people and killing terrorists. But then you're like, <laughs> even, wait. This even is- when it... 
even when he gets back from his first mission, there's like that generic shot where all of him and the boys are walking away from yeah. the plane while the sun sets. And I think he says like some sort of like inspirational quote. And they all go like "Who are" or something yeah. like that. And you're just like, where do they? Where do they pull this from? Like this is and, a, this is a very cliche. And then you come to find out that the guy behind this is very much into movies and cliches. So yeah, I really I I really enjoy that. He's just like, how many cliches are you gonna rip off? Like he he's, you're running out of ideas. I was like, okay, I appreciate that. Yeah. So everything in that was supposed to be cliche. I just wish they hadn't shown us that he is being controlled and this is being rewritten over and over again. Like that was such a waste to me. Cause I'm like, man, if you're watching this and you don't know, and then like, Oh shit, everything is fake about this dude. What's really happening. I think there's a couple parts of this, you know, in the intro, he, this girl he's with, right. Uh-huh. Is, is his, apparently his wife who in reality, they broke up five years ago. How long has been Vin Diesel been bloodshot in this universe? The you know, full five I, years? I mean, I guess it's been a while. One thing that actually was never explained in the movie, but the movie never goes too deep, so I wasn't yeah. too worried about it. But it seemed like all of his targets were the um, was Guy Pierce's uh, rivals or his old it, business it, yeah. buddies or something like that. And they never overtly said that, but they kind of showed it on like a tablet. Oh, here's a picture of all oh. three of us in lab coats. No, they did. So, they, they said that he's targeting people who have the the technology. To uh, stop they did. him, yeah, yeah. Uh, I must have looked down and at my snack during those. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. The, they they, they don't spend moments. a lot of time. Once you like, oh, they're all three in the lab coats together. Of course, he's sending them for people who, mm-hmm. who wronged him. Because um, you know, Guy Pierce obviously has no problem killing people with his little robot arm if he needs to. Uh, like the mm-hmm. girl with the breather. Um, I, I think you know. Later, we talked yet. We haven't mentioned this yet. The the person Wiggins. Uh, is oh. probably one of the best characters to show up yes. later. W- later Wiggins, Wiggins was the point of the movie where I would say I fully uh, turned around and uh, liked, legitimately started enjoying the movie. Like after the twist happens at at the end of Act One, I would say things start to get a little less generic and slightly more unique to where I can kind of engage a little bit more with the movie. But once we get um, the actor Lamar Morris, where if you're not familiar with him, he uh, I, I met him first from a, a show on Fox called New Girl, mm-hmm. which went for a few seasons that I really, really liked. And he's been kind of having little uh, movie parts here and there, but he's great. I really liked his accent that he put on there. Mm-hmm. Um, he kind of reminds me of kind of the Chris Tucker of our era. Hopefully he doesn't run into the well, same uh, tax issues and he can kind of keep his uh, career well, uh, going because I, I think he uh, he was great. I love that character. Well, he's like, uh, I forget the guy who played uh finn in star wars when he was in attack the block oh yeah yeah so i feel i feel like that but i mean he was you know the 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 funny code guy who could break all the systems that guy pierce's people built because they built on his uh source code so yeah and he kind of brings a little bit of that kind of uh i would say marvel quippy humor which uh which usually we look forward to in in that universe into this universe and it kind of lightened everything up a little bit it it finally gave um kind of it finally gave bloodshot somebody kind of trust and confide in which is kind of when you kind of start to see uh his kind of real personality kind of from outside of this uh, turmoil so whenever he was popping up on the screen quipping coding stuff um yeah i was having a great time yeah yeah i agreed I think, you know, talking about the other people on, on this team who have uh, abilities, there's the girl, I can't think of her name, you have her name pulled up, right? Her, her name uh, was, the character name was KT, KT the, yeah. the letters, uh, uh, Iaiza Gonzalez. Okay. She was, uh, she was one of the, like, bad guy kind of... 
neutral chaotix from one of the Mission Impossible movies, I believe. I don't okay. know. I haven't kept track of her career that much, but she was kind of the. Uh, yeah. I kept kept wanting to call her like the mermaid character, even though like swimming wasn't necessarily her power. She was more kind of like a weird gas poison character, really right. in in theory. Yeah, she was. Uh, she's not quite demolition, but not quite. You know, like she had a canisters, but they weren't grenades. So she's yeah. like, th- like throwing flammable smoke into the server room at one point, which I was like, well, that's one way to do it. Um, yeah. Her power was actually low key one of the coolest ones because at the very beginning you think, oh, that's a really dumb augmentation. You just have like a open trachea that you breathe through. You know, I get it that you know your life was saved here. I don't really see where the advantage of this is. And then once you start busting out like gases and stuff like that, you're just like, actually, she's pretty. She's a pretty deadly agent. That's pretty rad. Yeah, that's something unique. I, you don't see someone who does that. Like the other two, mm-hmm. like the guy with the the robot legs who can run fast now, and then he gets robot arms to like essentially make him a. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a, um, I don't kind. Of, he looked like a mech from Avatar or something like that. Whenever he was, like he fully he remind he reminded me of what what is it? Yellow Jacket from the first Ant Man. Oh yeah 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 there yeah. I got I got Yellow Jacket vibes from him uh, for sure. Bad guy, kind of with similar technology, but he's like going against the hero. Chip on his shoulder the whole way through. Mm. You're like, yeah, you're angry at stuff. We get it. Like whatever. Yeah, but like, yeah, he was kind of angry at Bloodshot for dumb reasons. I believe even the character of uh, Katie kind of said like, why are you so mad at him? He's he's just like us, you know. So sorry he got a little bit more of advanced uh, uh, mechanics than you did. Yeah. Uh, one character that I I kind of thought was a little bit wasted was the guy with the eyes yeah i thought he was gonna turn in bloodshot's favor the whole time like he kept looking away whenever things was exactly maybe i don't know maybe he survived that fall at the end of the movie since we technically never saw his body crushed on the concrete yeah maybe he survives and he comes back and helps bloodshot but uh there's kind of a mid-movie action scene where it's the eyes guy it's eyes and legs uh uh, chasing down vin diesel in i don't know if it's italy or exactly where it is someplace in the globe and the, the chase sequence was pretty cool because the eyes guy kind of puts on these this cool helmet attachment he shoots up drones he's really he's really flexing his skills riding around on a motorcycle and then the legs guy is doing some pretty cool stuff because he's like running alongside of walls and his like mechanical legs like dig into the plaster which i thought was pretty cool but it was kind of hilarious because every single character that exited an alleyway had to slow themselves down by like running into the side of a car which got kind of comical (laughs) at one point but it was kind of funny and entertaining at the same time like well i guess if there's a car there and you got to slow down you got to use it right yeah um so that was kind of cool, that, and that I like that was a really good thing. I loved his drones he threw up. Like, like what's mm-hmm. this guy with the eyes on his chest gonna do? Oh wait, he he can actually map and control everything around him. Yeah, like, and so, like the computer system on him was actually probably the coolest part. Mm-hmm. And I liked that how that scene also shows you how vulnerable Bloodshot is as a character because I kind of compare his power set a little bit to Captain America. You know, kind of being a super soldier. You know, I would say Cap does kind of have superhuman healing but obviously not the same as bloodshot you know they fight yeah. they fight the same and they fight very similar but i like bloodshot's vulnerability of he's basically a big computer that can be hacked if you if you're smart enough so really he can't let people get too close to him so eyes gets well, in there with that kind of like hacking knife and i was like oh that's kind of cool he's really not all powerful he's kind of really got to so watch his back hawkeye with a usb drive could take down bloodshot that's what you're telling mm-hmm. me. you shoot him but, with the, blood, the usb drive he's done 
But like every good hero, he needs a sidekick like Wiggins. So as long yeah. as Wiggins is in a truck somewhere, he can like reverse hack him and do one of those like cheesy hacking scenes where like, mm-hmm. uh-uh, you ain't, gonna, you ain't gonna smash my code, bro. Exactly. Then, I can type faster on this keyboard than you can. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how uh, hacking works, right? Um, but I, I enjoyed yeah. that action scenes. Once we kind of got more enhanced people in the scenes, I was, I was more entertained. Yeah. Uh, do you have any reason as to why it needed to be a flower truck in a tunnel that was overturned? I suppose the flower made for a slightly interesting action scene, and maybe they're trying to do an homage to Bloodshot's skin is white, but yeah. I just didn't understand why it needed well, to be flower. I, I guess it was it was something I'd never seen well, before, so I guess props to that. I think it's, I mean, from, from a filmmaking point of view, I think you have the contrast aspect here. They're in a completely dark tunnel with headlights on, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's flower floating through the air, it adds that hazy feel without being hazy, and it's it's, it's unique. I've never seen a flower truck. Yeah. I was surprised. Before. I was surprised they didn't put more laser pointers on the gun. I feel like oh. that's usually what you're looking for is kind of that uh, that uh, mist for you can really show off your like uh, lime green laser pointers. Um, mm. That that was an interesting scene, uh, but also, um, I mean, obviously, with a movie like this, you go for a PG thirteen rating, so you can kind of get more people to the theater. Uh, obviously, it didn't, they didn't see the the events of the world coming. But uh, when you kind of look up Bloodshot in comic books and you see a lot of splash pages and a lot of panels, it's very rated R. It's very gruesome. Like yeah. when Bloodshot gets dismembered or ripped apart or shot, you're not seeing nanites come out of him. You're seeing blood come out of him. Which I suppose in the comic book panel, it looks like blood. Who knows? It could actually be nanites that just look like blood when they come out. So I think I would have enjoyed this movie even more if it was rated R, but I totally get why this untested character was not released as a rated R film. <laughs> yeah. So so it's it, it, it seems less brutal when Bloodshot is getting shot well, because I just kind of see nanites come off of them. You never really see like muscle or flesh or fluids, which kind of sounds gross well, to describe on a microphone, but I, I needed some fluids, man. Yeah, well, they said that to me, like, like we replaced your blood with nanites. Like there's no mm-hmm. blood left in you kind of deal. So, like, I mean, that's, that's pretty metal <laughs> to, to, to ease that early on. And, you know, it was kind of cool to see again, if he's again, using the phrase, we just talked about this, about, you know, Xboxes and playstations before the show overclocking his actual machinery mm-hmm. uh, created that heat in his body to give him that orange, Glow. Yeah, that was a little confusing for me, to be honest, because they kind of talked about how he needed to be recharged like he was a battery. Yeah. So was that just a straight up lie just to get him to oh, come back? No. Because 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 uh, Wilfred, what, what's his name? Wiggins. Uh, Wiggins. Yeah. Wiggins was just like, oh, a line of code. I just fixed that problem. I was like, I don't think that's how batteries work. I think no. a line of code just gives you infinite energy. <laughs> no, it's not that. Like, no, it wasn't a lie form. Like, they literally have batteries. And, that you know, I think it was it was I mean. If this guy didn't have a battery and he was completely unhinged, unstoppable, you wouldn't care, right? I mean, so they had to add a limiter to him. What's his limiter? What's what? What prevents this guy from just being bloodshot all the time, right? Not dying at anything is this battery thing. My assumption is, depending on how long at the end of the movie he was quote unquote dead again for, they could have he Wiggins could have revamped the nanites. I, they don't. They they literally gloss over the ending. They're like, yep, you died, but guess what? We fixed all your problems. You're a perfect warrior now. Drive your RV into the sunset. (laughs) And he says that. He's like, literally into the sunset? 
So yeah, because when he's uh when he's confronting Guy Pierce at the end of the film, we 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 are constantly berated with this percentage meter of I, yeah. I guess how many what, is it how many nanites are actually left no, it's, in it's his battery, body? It's it's the battery percentage for the nanites. Like so so if you use your phone right and you um and you're watching a video or playing a very intense game, it's going to drain faster. So this is essentially what he was doing. He was yeah. Using I thought all it would. I mean, I thought it would have been kind of cool if maybe, like, as these nanites lose power, they just kind of lose the ability to kind of stay within the range of bloodshot. Mm. And maybe that was shown. I don't know. But it would have been so cool if at the end of the movie when he's kind of pulling off his, like, final, like, blow up the grenade, like, there's, like, barely any bit of Vin Diesel left. I mean, obviously, you can kind of maybe keep all the nanites near his face so he can see and you can see the actor. But it would be cool if, like, you, you, like, barely his leg is there. Maybe you're seeing bone and stuff like that. Kind of like when you see Wolverine torn to exactly. bits and some comic book splash pages that would have been rad because well, it's just like oh the nanites are literally just laying on the ground on a trail behind them that would have been a really cool visual exactly I and mean, this is essentially like X-Men 3 the movie that we don't like but when the like when the phoenix is tearing Wolverine up as he's like mm-hmm. doing that and it's constantly regenerating right but Wolverine his regeneration never stops so Bloodshot could have but I think you know at the same time you know Vin Diesel in this, he is a one track minded machine. You point him at something and he just gets the job done, whether he's being damaged horrifically or not the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, and but, but, but I, well, I was going to say, ahead. this is one of the few films where they're like, they use an EMP and he goes to explain what it is. He's like, I know what an EMP is. What's it doing there? Like they didn't over explain electromagnetic pulse like, for the first time in a movie ever. Like, yeah, like, luckily, I know what I it think, is. Why does he have one? Uh, well, I think we got the vernacular now. I mean, we've been talking on the, uh, on the podcast a lot about call of duty Warzone. I think there is an EMP like a perk or somewhere, uh, or an, a, an attachment within that video game. So maybe it's just within the lexicon yeah. now. But, I mean, we were talking about the visuals uh, there just a moment ago, and that's one thing where I think the movie at some point kind of falls short. Uh, I don't want to give it too much uh, guff just because they were probably just trying to finish this movie in time to get it out. Um, uh, but there's some uh, that elevator fight scene towards the end of the film. Uh-huh. I was doing some uh, pausing and frame by frame to kind of get some uh, some uh, screenshots for the for the podcast for the review this weekend. You know, if you if you pause at a at a couple moments, it, it looks like you're kind of seeing some older video game screenshots. So. Um, I don't know how large the budget of this film was, but I got to imagine it's a little bit lower uh, compared to some other uh, superhero movies out there. So uh, I, I suppose they, they did what they could, and the motion was going by pretty quickly, so maybe just doing no. a freeze frame wasn't the, the most honest thing. But you could kind of pick it up a little bit because, unfortunately, like you want, like if you really, really want to see Bloodshot at the closest that he is to his comic book counterpart, it's during that crashing elevator fight scene where there's a few slow motion kind of tableau shots of Vin Diesel going in for a punch where you can really see his chest glowing kind of mimicking the red circle in the middle he's getting pale from the he's getting paler which was never really explained that much the the paleness of his skin um I I don't know exactly how they explain it in the comic books so maybe they you just can't um I think he's he's always pale in the comic books I think that's part of the nanites being his blood well, I, I guess I don't know exactly how pervasive this power is, but I guess one of his power sets originally is that he can kind of do active camo. He can kind of just change the color of his skin wherever he is, and I suppose that's the power of the nanites. So I guess if you just go along with the with the theory 
theory of the power of the nanites going lower, you know, I guess just the 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 melanin power of making his skin look tan just slowly dissipates and he just goes white. But I was really hoping by the end of the movie we would really see him stark just like almost painted white, which we yeah. kind of get at the end, but really not that much. So yeah. who knows? I, I would say maybe we would see more of these questions answered in a sequel, but man, I just... I just feel like we're not going to get it, unfortunately, which seems like a little bit of a waste. I, I feel like they laid some good groundwork here for the character. I like that he, him as a as a mercenary or as a hero, he just can't go rogue. He really needs the assistance of other people to uh, help him with the computer running through his body. Yeah. I, I very much appreciate that they did not force a kiss at the end of the movie. I was like, come on, don't do a, don't do a Rise of Skywalker here. Do not make these characters kiss oh. who do not need to kiss. So I was very happy that there was some restraint there, that they didn't just start a love relationship there. Um, so I was like, this is solid footing for either a streaming series or a sequel oh. movie. So... I, I hope I hope it happens. Now, now he's unstoppable if his batteries don't run out. So the next thing that has to happen to him if they do something is he's got to meet someone more powerful than him, mm-hmm. or something has to happen to his ability to to do this with the nanites. Again, Valiant has a huge universe. We were looking up Valiant stuff right before this. Um, mm-hmm. There are other comic characters. Uh, there's Exo Manowar. Uh, there's also Turok. I don't know if you guys know this. Turok, Dinosaur Hunter, was a Valiant comic before this, um, you know, other ones, Ninjak, uh, is, is another thing. So like, yeah. if they put these other powered people in this universe, that would be the sequel I want. They don't need yeah. to make it. They don't need to do a Batman V Superman next, but like, you know, the bloodshot universe or, or the Valiant universe, it's just the next one and bloodshot's yeah. already in it. Bloodshot seems to live within a universe where there's a lot of experimentation on people. Uh, I was I was uh, kind of grazing over some storylines, and there's some there's some stories where he's kind of raiding facilities, saving children who are being experimented on. Uh, people are constantly trying to replicate the the uh, powers of Bloodshot, and I saw some splash pages and some panels where there's some other people with a very similar red circle, but they have like grizzled beards and they're bald, or they have like af- afros. And they're coming after Bloodshot. So I would feel like if we were moving forward in this universe, we would be seeing a lot of that. Him trying to kind of dismantle what has made him. Kind of like how Wolverine kind of goes out there trying to take out Weapon X from experimenting on people. And uh, fun fact, uh, the Valiant Universe is the third largest uh, superhero universe out there. I, I, I don't know if they're doing that based on just number of like uh, created characters with storylines, but uh, I would say that's pretty impressive for a small little publishing house. Uh, well, I guess small might be... Um, uh, it's the it's fourth, almost, I think it's the fourth biggest comic company. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like almost like the Samuel Adams of like beer. You know, it's like Samuel Adams technically is like a, a microbrewery in quotes, but it's like the biggest one. Yeah. So... Um, and it I, yells I, at you. Get you drunk. No, yeah. So there's a there's a lot to work on here. So I, I just want to say this is almost like this spoiler cast in this review is almost like a PSA, I want to say, yeah. for if you're somebody that purely just kind of looks at critical reviews to decide on what you want to watch. I mean, I'm not saying this movie is going to blow you away and kind of change the way that you look at superhero movies, but I feel like they've created a solid footing here. There's some actual legitimate enjoyment out of here. It, it, it does its best not to be generic once it kind of gets the story, the beginning oh. story elements out of the way. But, so, but um, some of that genericness is attributed to 
Yeah. It's supposed to be generic. I, I almost like, I almost don't know if they were damned if they did or damned if they didn't. Like if they leaned into it more and they made it seem way, way more generic, would they just lose the audience way faster? Or if they just played it up and tried to be more serious, would we just be like, no, you just can't make this serious. It's so bland. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the, the little the computer scene that they did when they first revealed it of just like, oh, we can go in and we can just swap out the face. I thought they were going to swap out like the entire scenario yeah. every time. I thought they were going to change the location, the different type of the mission. But I was like, oh, no, this is smart. All you well, have to do is just swap out the voice track and swap out the face, and that'll just change his uh, rage to a different direction. Exactly. And, you know, that's something, you know, we talked about five years of not knowing what this guy's done, right, or, or how long he's been since he last saw his the wife who you know was his girlfriend then you know they made it made his wife so like you know what happened to him did he really die was he kidnapped did he volunteer for this um and did it take them five years to find that perfect um build to make him completely controllable at this point Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of the history there i'd love to hear more of in a follow-up if they did go down that road. And I would like to, I would like to see the flesh the I would like to see them flesh out the technology side of his powers because, uh, Vin Diesel, uh, you know, even the character that's presented to me in this movie kind of just seems like a a military meathead. Even if he is very, very good at being a military, uh, meathead, it seems like if you give uh, a guy like that, like a supercomputer, just because it's in his head, I, I can't necessarily believe that he's going to know how to use it. Uh, so I would like to see like maybe um, uh, a Wiggins in a sequel or in a sequel series, like just kind of really kind of sit down and help you, him figure out how to you, use it. You know what he needs? He needs like a, Wiggins would make himself an AI like Jarvis to assist Bloodshot uh, as like a sidekick in his head to have that. Cause there's those scenes where he's just being a, a right, a military meathead mm. attacking, fighting like, well, what if he has someone like a Wiggins quip in his head and that he's talking to back and forth. Like, that yeah. would make a much more entertaining, I think, fight sequences overall. Yeah, or, or I love the idea of maybe a bloodshot kind of going out on, like, a beginning hero missions, kind of learning how to be a hero. Maybe even doing something as simple as, like, stopping, like, a bank robber or somebody trying to heist maybe very specific human augmentation materials. And then bloodshot shows up on the scene, and maybe he pulls out, like, this little journal that Wiggins has written in. It's just like, okay, well, if you want to hack a camera, you need to do this, and he flips to the next page. You know, something like that could just be really funny, but uh, Vin, Vin like, Diesel like, hasn't had that much stick since he was like the, <laughs> the, the what is it the nanny or whatever. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, yeah. I, that was pretty funny. I was uh, browsing through movies during my quarantine time, and it was pretty fun to come across uh, seeing that screenshot of Vin Diesel holding up a baby, looking at the camera. Uh, but yeah, I, I love the relationship between the very, very, very straight man of Vin Diesel, and then the goofiness of uh, Wiggins, and then I suppose KT kind of comes in with more of like a a badass mentality of you know I'm actually gonna get this done, even though I have the ability of mortality and to die. So she's risking a little bit more. So, uh, I mean, I, I think that's how uh, the best way I can kind of cap this off is, you know, give it a shot. Yeah. You know, if twenty dollars, give it a bloodshot. Yeah, yeah, give it a bloodshot. If twenty dollars seems a little too steep, you know, I think you're fine just to wait a little bit longer, maybe wait another month or two, and you'll probably at least be able to rent it for maybe three or four bucks. And I would say that's a that's a good price point there yeah. to try it out. And then I, I got to imagine, was this a Sony movie? 
Yeah, I think at the yeah, very beginning, Sony, Columbia Pictures. Sony. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if maybe we would see this on Netflix. You know, Netflix usually gets uh, uh, some Sony flicks up there. So yeah, just just keep an eye out uh, uh, whenever it uh, reaches a price point in which you'd like to watch it, and then come back and listen to us. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, a ride, um, a, a not a bad ride. Um, mm-hmm. I've had I've seen much worse films, so uh, I definitely uh, had a had a fun time watching Bloodshot and Vin Diesel do his thing in a little bitty comic book world. Uh, Mike, uh, I think that's it for our review here. We're doing this in the middle of the week, so we got to get back to our regular lives. So if people know what you're up to, where can they find you at? Well, all they got to do is follow me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, see some pretty shots of you working out on your new patio, oh, where can they you. find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. You can also head over to Comic UI. If people want to know more about our weekly news episode we do, where can they find that at? Well, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. We have an awesome upcoming release page. So if you're very confused with a lot of delays and things getting pushed around, we have a nice little simple text-based list on our website. No ads, no pop-ups, none of that nonsense. Uh, no cookies because we're not doing like any ad tracking or anything like that. So you don't nope. have to worry about that dumb pop-up. So it's just a nice little text-based page, which we kind of just curate for ourselves as a tool for us so we can keep track of all these releases. So head on over there and you can kind of see what's coming up next. You know, unfortunately, we would be talking about Black Widow here very soon, though. So that was delayed. So yeah. we might throw in some more off the beaten path reviews for for the podcast. So make sure you're subscribed. Stay tuned. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to podcasts. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can get merch at superheroslate.com/store. Uh, we love hearing from you. Did you check out Bloodshot yet? Oh, what did you feel about it? Uh, what are your hot takes? What are your bloodshot hot takes we want to hear them we want to know what else would you like us to review uh any movies that we missed earlier this year that we obviously have time to talk about (laughs) now uh so uh please reach out and let us know and if you want to be a super fan of the superhero slate podcast all you have to do in these trying times is wash your hand and maintain a six foot radius and if you keep doing that we will consider you a super fan of the podcast and uh that's it that's all for me chris exactly and uh, a big shout out to um, I believe it's Sweden. We have a listener in Sweden. Uh, letting us know when our stuff's not on Spotify. So, oh yeah, yeah. Let us know if we ever have any technical <laughs> difficulties. Well, specifically, let Chris know. Yeah, let I don't know. know what I'm doing. I just show up on this microphone and I just say dumb stuff, and then I make pretty pictures every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. I I edit Mike to make him sound dumb, as we determined several <laughs> weeks ago, and he makes pretty pictures, and we call it even. So yeah, there you go. We'll do that. So all right, guys. We'll catch you next time. All right. Adios. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. My favorite character, I had to look up his name. So, so I Blood, got is it Bloodshot? You had to no. look up his name. <laughs> He's probably my least favorite character.